I hit the I hit the button. Yep. And then we got quiet. Yeah, it was pretty. Well, I mean, you know, we got, oh. we got quiet and then I hit the button. I thought I'd just see oh. what would happen. I got a 90 day fiance ad right in front of me. Anybody watch that? No, no. no. Good for y'all. Good watching for you. Ink do, do you Master. Watch it? Ink Master. They yeah. still do that. No, or like old ones. I mean, it was just old ones. Just a big D- Dave Navarro head. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I, I, he has I the same the... name as you. Dave and Dave. Yeah, oh, that, is that is what that it why is? You watch it? Your That's last the name only is Navarro reason I watch too. It. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's he's, crazy. He's dude. your favorite Red Hot Chili Peppers guitarist, right? <laughs> no. Do, y- do y'all have any like trash TV you watch? I thought you were gonna ask. Do y'all have any favorite Red Hot Chili Pepper guitarists? <laughs> <laughs> do you? John Frusciante. Yeah, yeah I, I know think Dave. that's the only answer, right? Uh, a lot of people would say Halil Slovak or whatever. His people name who is. say that are douches because, like, I think, <laughs> and like, no disrespect to Halal. Someone, someone Halal. Was probably, yeah, whatever. Someone was probably saying like it's Halal, <laughs> but like, like they're douchebags. The what? reason why they're douchebags is because I don't think anybody really listened to that, like yeah, those nobody, albums. Nobody remembers that. Uh, most people are like Mother's Milk onward, which like that's Frusciante, right? I think so. Yeah. 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 I don't have one. But to answer your other question, uh, I don't watch reality TV anymore. I used to watch it a lot, but I do watch Grey's Anatomy. So that's fine. Is Tra- that trash TV? Fuck yeah, dude. dude it's awesome. Well, honestly, Hagen, I wasn't asking you. You watch the CW regularly. So, like, <laughs> the entire network. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> you have, like, so much power with that thing. <laughs> Morning. Welcome to Don't Be the Artist. I'm Hagen. I watch the CW. I'm Dave, and I watch Inkmaster. <laughs> I'm Adam, and I don't watch the CW. <laughs> I'm Jackson, and I watch Better Call Saul. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pinky's up for uh, Betty, Better Call Saul. For Betty Call Saul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I don't think I have any trash TV. If there was a Minions TV show, would that be it, though? No, because I do, there are things that I like that are, like, you know, more, like, they're aimed for a younger audience, but it's like, oh, I need to turn off my brain, and, like, almost, I can almost never watch it when it's, like, adapted to a TV show. Because for me, it's just like, oh, I just need to do this for an hour or two. I don't want to, like, have a long-form, like, relationship with it, you know? Sure. Yeah. I, I think I, I think that's why I don't watch reality TV anymore because I used to watch it with my mom like that was like our thing we would do is you would like you know sit and watch Real World or Road Rules or Real World versus Road Rules. Do you know Karamo from uh, Queer Eye, the uh, new cast, is from Real World? That makes sense. Really, <laughs> Real World, uh, Philadelphia. Or the... hmm. That makes sense because I mean like a lot of people who start in like in reality tv especially like in the early stages of reality tv have just stayed there just i nailed it nice. real world philadelphia what year was that Ooh, 2004 nice. yeah i don't know if you know that i mean like dude looks amazing he's 41 yeah yeah he's the oldest of the uh new cast i believe yeah i started i started with real world and i believe it was 2005 when they went to austin and that was the first time that i really watched real world uh it's a big deal for you right it's a big deal I was super into uh, Jersey Shore, what during its initial run. But that's kind of like 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 they 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 tell you up front this is a joke. Do you think that anybody thinks Ninety Day Fiance isn't a joke? No, I just think that some people take it really seriously. Like Jersey Shore is hard to take seriously. People, people like get invested, rather I should get say, really obsessed with Ninety Day yeah, Fiance. People get invested because well, in... it's like a story you can follow. Yeah, Jersey Shore is not. Jersey Shore really. is like I'm going to make fun of these people <laughs> yeah. and also get invested in making fun of these people. Also, Mike the Situation Sorrentino, 
Uh, I didn't know he had a last name. Yeah, he did. I thought it was just like the situation. Um, Yeah, that actually came out when he went to jail for tax evasion. Uh, His last name came out. Very New Jersey crime. (laughs) (laughs) That stealing hair gel. (laughs) Dude, you're not famous enough to evade taxes. Um, He... I was at a, I feel like I said this on this show before, so sorry if I'm repeating myself. I was at a bar and I was just sitting there and Mike, I was watching, like there was a cornhole championship and like, I was like, bizarre. I was like, right. No, like, and it's like a a big thing. I looked up the prize money. I think the prize money is like a hundred thousand dollars. Like it's a good amount of money. And, um, I, was like man that guy looks super familiar and i was like squinting my eyes i was far enough away from the tv i was like that kind of he kind of looks like the situation and then at the bottom of the screen the name came up mike the situation sorrentino i was like holy shit (laughs) he went to he went to jail for tax evasion and then he came out and now he's a professional cornhole player i mean that sounds like a dream that's like especially because like cornhole is like like kind of a bro-y sport if you call it I mean, kind, I, of. kind of yeah. <laughs> yeah it was a mixture of bros and then also like dads who just like got too good at it like if yeah, there was yeah. a a wee bowling tournament it yeah. would be all dads there would be no bros yeah there would be there would be no bros at that for sure it would be all dads or like really sad nerds mm, i don't know if they're or really enough. sad dad nerds <laughs> yeah that's a good Venn diagram yeah, <laughs> there was one time I was at a gig. I also might have said this on the show before, but uh, I, I the band I was playing with we were doing like a trio acoustic thing, and we got asked to stop so that this reality TV show could film. And I was like, "We can't. Like, we're getting paid to do this. So if we're stopping, we're not getting paid. You have to pay us." So they handed us like this lady, like a producer, literally took out a wad of cash and handed us like seventy five dollars in cash. And I was like, "Okay." We'll That's stop. so good. Um, I don't know if y'all know this, but um, the show Cheaters was filmed in Dallas. Yeah. And they're, they filmed a lot of the – because all these things are fake. Uh, so they filmed – Stop it. Sorry. <laughs> I won't break – spoilers for uh, reality TV shows. Uh, skip ahead maybe about a minute if you don't want to hear what I'm about to say. So Cheater, How do I do that? Uh, just <laughs> fingers in your just ears. fingers in your ears and go <laughs> – so at, at the uh, at the scenes where they would be like, oh, where they would catch them at a bar, they frequently would film it at a bar that they called Local Hotspot Zippers. If you have ever been to Dallas or know anything about Dallas, Zippers is one of the oldest gay bars. So they were like pointing it out as like, oh, this is a place where all the people go to hook up, people go to like, uh, you know, you know, find uh, their new lover. It's a, you know, a popular hot spot for that. And I was like, no, you can't tell me that, like, one of the, like, it, it's a dive. It's no longer there. It got bought out, like, last year. But, like, yeah, it's one of those things where every time I would pass zippers, I would be like, yeah, no, that it doesn't make sense. Well, yeah, when the one that I saw them film was uh, a, a daughter being upset with the father about some wedding plans. And the they literally like did like an action and let the father walk down the sidewalk. They were both standing next to each other. And then like, it was like, and go. And then the daughter starts yelling. Yeah. Like, yeah. To- not, I don't know if it was scripted, but like, I mean, staged. A, a lot there of stuff are is writers on those shows. Yeah. Yeah. So. Cause yeah. they have like story beats. They want to get at least if nothing else. 
yeah a lot of that stuff is is like straight up scripted but then it's some of it's not i mean it just depends yeah i like, saw this interview with ryan sheckler on a podcast called the nine club and he was like yeah the producers would like go around to the cast and go like hey did you know that so-and-so said this about you and like antagonize the characters <laughs> on the show see that's cooler than like writing a script yes yeah, <laughs> they, yeah they would just like just like puppets. total chaos <laughs> pulling strings surprise there was no fights with the producers <laughs> there might have been who knows that, that that's good shit right there yeah well you know let, let's move this uh conversation into uh music are you guys cool with that well yeah all right you know. well here's how i'm gonna do it <laughs> you, did you guys see that movie uh joker yeah yeah the one I that just, bradley I cooper just, produced i just don't want to <laughs> look i don't want to either i don't want to either you mean the movie that lots of people latched onto for the wrong reasons society is that the same movie yeah like saying it was good yeah yeah, that's it's the one. It's society's fault. So you may be shocked to find out. a Scorsese movie just remade? I yeah. thought it was a good movie. I thought it was good, but that's because it was a Scorsese movie. Yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't base my constitution on it, though. I, th- I thought it was good, and then I sat with it, and I was like, no. Yeah, it doesn't, the, the, it doesn't the, hold up very well. The, the last, the last like, ten minutes of that movie just, like, took a shit on whatever else it did. Yeah, I, I definitely, I went into, I didn't want to see that movie. I was like, this doesn't look like it's for me, and then... Everyone I knew saw and was like, "Hey, this is pretty good." And then it was making like a billion dollars. I was like, "Okay, I'll go see it." And like, yeah, about halfway through the movie, I was like, "Oh no, I actually hate this. This is this is <laughs> wasting my time." Uh, I mean, Joaquin Phoenix. That, what am I gonna say here? He did well, but like, also like, fuck that movie. So of course, the movie that like cost like I don't know like ten million dollars. Like, it costs relatively nothing uh, and made a billion dollars. Of course, they're making a sequel. Uh, so incel the movie two is not going to be <laughs> your say the say the actual name of the movie uh that, is there a name yeah, uh, yeah. i didn't know what's the name it's it, it it's uh it's it's folly i do which is well that's the name of the part two it's the name of the movie it's joker two yeah yeah and then it says the musical underneath it okay. yeah so it's a musical yeah and uh, so and here's the thing I don't know if I believe this yet. I really, I don't think I'm going to believe it's a musical until I see a trailer and it's like, oh, this is a musical. Where are you guys landing on this? I can't see where they're going to go. The only thing I was thinking about was that Todd Phillips and Bradley Cooper are involved and Bradley Cooper did A Star Is Born. There's some other things they did that were like like movie, music movies, not necessarily musicals. So maybe they're going in that direction. Yeah. And Lady Gaga is... uh you know, apparently in talks to be uh, Harley Quinn. So that like, gives that it, fits, a, yeah. a, you know, like she acts, but does like it, it does, does it fit? It I gives don't. some credibility well, like, to the music. Cause they all worked on a star is born together. Yeah. So like that, it, yeah. that it opens does up. make sense. And it's that, like, there, there will sense. be musical elements in this movie, but it won't be a musical, but uh, it, that's uh, what I think is going to happen. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be like a hand, like maybe two musical numbers or, it's going to be him dancing to Gary Glitter the whole movie again. And that's that's what like, I was going to say. Is yeah. like it opens up to like Steve Buscemi. He's like sees the Joaquin Phoenix's character. And he's like, were you the guy that was dancing on the stairs? He's like, yeah. You want to come do an audition? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I like. Uh, dancing uh, with the crazies. I'm like, I'm so scared. There's going to be a, like the introduction to Harley Quinn is going to be joker walking into some club and lady gaga is gonna be fucking singing it's uh, can we uh, you already wrote the whole movie that's it fuck <laughs> yeah so I, I mean like 
I don't care about this. I just had to bring it up since it's kind of loosely music news. Well, to, to, to further the music side of it, it's the same name as a Fall Out Boy album. Nice. And it also has the red cover that it uses. So Fall Out Boy is confirmed for the movie. Took their took took the screenshot that like, of uh, that, that they tweeted out of like the cover it says Joker to the musical whatever, and they put their album cover little bear on top of it. Like, like is Joker <laughs> two also going to be debuted at when we were young festival? <laughs> <laughs> yeah weekend so uh, i mean like this isn't gonna get me to see it i don't care even if it's good like i'm not gonna see it but i do like uh there's a instagram um, account that i follow called diet prada and i love some of the you, typically they'll take some people's takes and just you know share them and here's a couple that people were putting out about this decision Deciding to cast Lady Gaga and making Joker 2 a musical and the knowledge it'll simultaneously win over some of your most cynical critics, but make the thousands of dudes who were the biggest worshippers of your first movie furious is such a wild maneuver. It's kind of brilliant. I kind of agree with that. I definitely like I definitely like that part of making all the other people upset. That sounds great. A Joker sequel that's a musical with Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn, is going to be a cultural reset. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be that important. That's Lady Gaga, we need you. Here's the last one I have. It's so funny. The Joker was the movie for straight men, and now the sequel is a musical starring Lady Gaga. Dot, dot, dot. This is the biggest yassification in cinematic history. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> what a great true. reaction. I do like, like if they stick to their guns here, I'm not going to see it regardless. But if they stick to their guns here, I do like the idea that like, oh, yeah, no, we accidentally made and sell the movie. Let's just do the opposite. Thing. What do you mean accidentally? Yeah. I think they knew <laughs> yeah, what no. they were doing. Todd Phillips did, especially when he was talking about it. He was like, yeah, I couldn't make the hangovers nowadays. I was like, cool. Then don't. Don't be a fucking dick. <laughs> Couldn't make the hangover nowadays. So let's make it's incel been, the it's movie. It's been so long since the hangover came out. Well, also, it's like the world would literally not have changed at all had he yeah. not made any of those movies. Yeah. Well, I, Todd Phillips would well, have been rich. That's true. So this movie maybe didn't get made then. Okay, I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned for 2024's uh, Batman movie from Todd Phillips starring uh, Josh Groban as Hell Batman. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, You're I was re- really hoping it'd be Michael Bublé so we could get him out of those bubbly commercials. I love those fucking commercials. And I I'm love sure bubbly. he does too. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Dave, have you watched uh, Stranger Things season four yet? Mm-hmm. Did you enjoy it? I really did. Did you enjoy the song? Didn't care about it. Yeah, I don't think most people did. I don't know how it's catching on as much as it is. It's a fucking good song. A, yeah, great song. But like, I wasn't like, oh, this is gonna like this song is speaking to me, and like, I don't know. I haven't watched it, so I don't know the context of the yeah. song. It's but like really important to the story, right? And it's like a, it's, it's like, super important. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So I just watched the four minutes at the end. It seems uh, where it was, and I was like, I don't quite understand why this is you know catching on so much, but it's great that it is because you know if you don't know what we're talking about. Uh, Kate Bush's song Running Up That Hill was used in Stranger Things Season 4. And um, it if you're on TikTok, if you're really anywhere, you've probably heard it. It's been stuck in my head for maybe two weeks now. And at first I was really into it. I was like, oh, this is really good. It's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a pop song, but it has a different singing style. And if you go a little bit deeper into Kate Bush's catalog, 
you get more of that that like it, this is pop music but it's not straightforward kind of like bjork or bjark i don't know how you pronounce your name i've always just said bjork bjork uh, yeah bjork <laughs> um it's like that pop music but it is not straightforward um but man i i'm getting on like maybe week three here i'm just like i really have to get this song out of my head or i'm gonna end up hating it and i don't want that but uh it's the same thing that happened with as it was yeah but uh, yeah i i don't think so well you know talking about that uh this song was never a uh number one hit she had never uh kate bush had never had a top 10 hit ever in her career this song came out i think 30 plus years ago 32 36 years ago uh it is now officially a number one hit knocking down harry styles's um as, not, I nailed it. I don't know why I stopped. As it was. Um, <laughs> and so it is officially, as, as we record this, uh, it is number one in the UK, which is where she's from. So that's got to be huge for her. Uh, Australia, New Zealand, and Switzerland. Um, that's awesome. And she, she is like, she's not a hermit, but she's like not a star who really talks and does a lot of like, oh, you know, I'm on social media. So she has done a lot of uh, press in. Like, I'm super excited about this. This yeah. is awesome. It's 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 really cool. And there's a lot of like, you know, long term Kate Bush fans that I've seen posting about how this is like the greatest thing to happen in such a long time in music. This is super important. And then I've also seen people who are also big Kate Bush fans who are like, this song's not new, idiots. It's been out, it's been out forever. Like, <laughs> shut up. Yeah. You like, let, you let, mean, let yeah, you didn't know about the song before. Come on, what let, kind of fan are you? Let the let the kids like like this because yeah. like this is this is a thing that like now a lot of like like teenagers love this song and it's like cool let them love it it's, if they think it's new tell them it's not but don't like fucking shit on them for it yeah a mutual friend of ours posted something of like oh i woke up and everyone was talking about this song and i thought it was because of tiktok but i'm glad to see it was actually just because it was in stranger things i was like who cares how it got big yeah like, first awesome. of all and second of all there's nothing really wrong with tiktok it's just the yeah. new platform that you don't understand yeah yeah <laughs> got him yeah so like really good for her i mean like arguably she did the work of writing a great song recording it and you know has had the career that she's had but like arguably like this is a very like seems like she didn't do a promotional thing to get this out there no she didn't re-release it she hasn't released an album since i think like 2015 so like this is a very like minimal effort for her and has had the best returns of her career it seems like of just like hey they this show wants to use it can you sign off and they're going to give you a paycheck she may not have even known that I don't know if the Duffer if Brothers just about You it. don't think they asked? No, 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 no. no, no I just no, don't no. think she was directly involved, she, maybe. Yeah, because yeah, that's often management. the case. If you know you're an older artist, especially you're not like actively involved in managing your licensing, right? Yeah, like, this song cares? came out in 1985. That's wild. Yeah, let's let's hope that she has the rights to her masters. Yeah, but I mean, regardless, <clears throat> like she's having a renaissance. That no, you know, it's still good for her, even if she doesn't, which would be unfortunate. But at least you know her, I guess, legacy at that point is is a bigger deal. Yeah. yeah, more people know her music, which is cool, even if you don't own the masters, which would suck. But I, you know, I hadn't known Kate Bush's name. I had heard it before, but like it was just one of those things where I had never gone and like. Did she done think a that she dive. was related to the president? I did not. Oh, um, did some people think that? <laughs> no, but I was hoping. <laughs> George Bush. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, 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 the other president, <laughs> the other Bush president, yeah, George, George Bush Senior. No, you're talking about Jeb Bush, right? Jeb, yeah, yeah. Jebediah should have been Jeb, alternate reality president. Yeah, 
<laughs> wow. That took a left turn. I th- took a right turn, Definitely sorry. Right yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but like I mean this got me to go back and, you know, actually like listen to her music and, you know, I I would say I'm a fan now. So I, I wonder cool. what what age is she? Mm, I don't know. Because I wonder if she would be like probably like the 2022 60, Kate maybe? Bush World Tour. No, she doesn't seem like that type. She's 63. Uh, her last show was like she basically announced it. It was like out of nowhere and like it sold out within like minutes, which like nowadays is nothing. Yeah. Uh, but like in like 2015 or something like that, 2014, she uh, did a residency and uh, which was her first show since her 1979 tour of life oh wow it, it 2014 w- to 1979 so when this song came out she wasn't touring it would be really cool if like they do the stranger things pop-ups again for the next like batch of episodes uh and have her like at one of them just randomly and surprise <laughs> and then she just dips like, yeah but here's <laughs> what would happen at that the people would be like they'd be like and kate bush is here be like oh <laughs> and that's it yeah. kate bush would be like hi but well, like I'm saying, like, I'm saying like, and she performs, but like, the, oh, but, like okay. but the, but the, but the, the thing. <laughs> Sorry, I just imagined her sitting in a corner somewhere. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Just up on stage, like here she is. Thank you guys. Have a good Dave's day. Dave's got to stop going to Comic Con. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the uh, the most interesting, like aside from just like it being amazing for Kate Bush and this resurgence of her of her discography, is like kind of seeing and re- being reminded of the cultural significance with music into like into the other media that we consume. Because like so much of the time, songs are just put into places on television or in movies, and they are good songs, but they don't they they. They don't hold that significance like they do within the show's like like storyline like this did. Right. And so it can actually not only have significance to the story, but then have significance to us as a culture and as a society to be like, this is a great fucking song. And it becomes a massive fucking hit from out of nowhere. I think it also relates to the fact that there's like an eighties resurgence right now with Charlie Puth and John Mayer and like lots of people releasing eighties sounding things. That it's just right time, right place. So I, there have been a lot of um, think pieces that have been put out saying that, oh, this is a, um, uh, you know, this is can make the music industry really rethink what constitutes a hit, what will make a hit. Uh, so, you know, who knows if that'll happen, but hopefully it does. Um, Same kind of thing was said when Billie Eilish's stuff started getting really popular. Yeah, and I wonder if it really has, but... Uh, I, I, this is just some knowledge that I thought was cool whenever I heard this. There are terms uh, for what you were talking about, Hagen, mm-hmm. of uh, there's two types of uh, musical uses in a film and shows, whatever it is. There's diegetic and non-diegetic. So uh, diegetic is the sound that is coming uh, from the setting of the film. Uh, non-diegetic is sound that is coming from our world. So a score is non-diegetic. Only we can hear that. So diegetic is like the characters can hear it. So what you were talking about is that diegetic of like, oh, the characters can hear it. Like in Superbad when they're dan- like uh, yeah. driving uh, to school in the morning and they have that dance uh, sequence. That's yeah. die or that's not, or, sorry, that is diegetic. I think it's cool. Like when you actually start to think of that and start watching these uh, movies and like uh, Bohemian Rhapsody and um, yeah. Wayne's World. Yeah. Diegetic. So it's pretty cool when you start to think about that of like, oh shit, like a needle drop, like is this diegetic? Is it non-diegetic? And like it really can recontextualize how this fits in the world because like there can be situations like in um, the uh, 
first reboot. Yeah. First, first rebirth. <laughs> the first reboot of uh, Star Trek with uh, Chris Pine. Uh, there's a part where uh, the Beastie Boys sabotage uh, plays, and it's in his car yeah. when he's driving. So there's an issue with that. In the song Intergalactic by the Beastie Boys, they have a lot of Star Trek references. So mm. now there's this in-world reference to a song yeah. that, like, okay, sabotage is, like, the Beastie Boys are real in Star Trek. So what do they think about this? Does that mean that that Star Trek show? So, like, it's really interesting to go down that route. I but, think it is. But that's also, like, the really cool thing of, like, like Guardians, the Guardian soundtrack. Because yeah. it, it, it is all in-universe. But it yeah. also is out because they'll just use, like, songs that you would believe would be on his tapes like while something is happening. So it's not necessarily like you see him listening to it. Like in the second one, when they're landing on, on ego, like they're playing music from his tape, but it's not in the movie. Right. That would be like non-diegenic, but it also is yeah. like from fit. the world. It's a bit of a, yeah. It's, it's really like, cool. I think James Gunn and uh, Quentin Tarantino are like the best examples or most famous examples. Say Edgar Wright do. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. yeah. Or like when music is playing in someone's headphones in a right. TV show and then like they take it off and it goes and it goes quiet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, yeah. I fucking love that stuff. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, moving on. Um you guys like BTS, right? Let me clear my throat real quick. <clears throat> you guys like BTS, right? <laughs> so that story was actually off mic. So you can't reference it. I could I could fucking do whatever I want, baby. Make, make our own references. <laughs> um yes. You, you guys think BTS will be forever? B- B- BTS what do you mean by forever? <laughs> if the history of boy bands is any indication, absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, so BTS, if I read this correctly, BTS has a um, kind of like a, a festival that they do every year or a show that they do every year, kind of like what I would assume uh, the gathering of the Juggalos is like, but for them. Very similar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is. <laughs> both are rabid fan bases. Both are misunderstood. I think. I think it's... A lot okay, more similar. That's, that's about as similar as it gets, though. That doesn't happen. And, uh, every other branch on those trees is different. So uh, I would love, I would love so much for like, like <laughs> swap those audiences. Yeah, it's going to be or, just see how just, that goes. Just yeah. like troll the audiences and full on, just like swap the acts. Don't tell them and just see what happens. <laughs> so that that would be amazing. Yeah. Um, I think the Juggalos would take that really like great they would be like this is amazing and then uh the army would be like what the fuck yeah (laughs) but didn't didn't the i paid a million dollars to be here (laughs) (laughs) didn't the juggalos uh throw a lot of trash at andrew wk Mm, probably yeah i think i remember seeing footage about that yeah was that that or wasn't warp tour it wasn't not fest yeah i think it i think 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 it was that festival yeah i think they the army would do the same thing to andrew wk if he they throw their glow sticks at them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, BTS made headlines uh, after uh, footage was released from their annual Festa event, which that's what it's called, is Festa, uh, where one of the members, uh, Suga, he, uh, at least I think that's how you say that, it's uh, S-U-G-A, uh, he was quoted as saying, we're going into hiatus now. We have to talk about the direction we're taking. And then basically he just elaborate that another member, RM, uh, elaborated, we did dynamite, butter, and then put uh, permission to dance, and life goes on. And I realized the group has definitely changed. We have to accept that we've changed. For me, 
it was like the group BTS was within my grasp until on on a di- on and dynamite, but after butter and permission to dance, I didn't know what kind of group we were anymore. So that was hard to follow there. But <laughs> yeah. that being said, it just sounds like they're like, oh yeah, we're a different band than whenever we were we started. Makes sense. Want, totally, they, they, totally reasonable in this case. Absolutely. And they want to see where they're going to go next. Yeah. 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 And they basically they said, hey, we're just taking some time. Uh, Jung Cook, uh, a separate member, said we're each just going to take some time to have fun and experience lots of things. We promise we will return someday even more mature than we are now. So you think this this is pretty reasonable. We've seen this a million times. New I, Kids on the Block said the same thing. I think uh, One Direction is still technically on hiatus. They're never getting back together. No. Um, so you see this, and you're like, that's entirely reasonable. Hey, hey, but Big Time Rush and the Jonas Brothers are back together right now. So. What about the Naked Brothers, man? I don't know. I don't, yeah. I don't think Naked Brothers are ever getting back together. Yeah. God. <laughs> Dave. What? <laughs> what? I know you're just giggling at the name, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, it's kind of the intention of the name, isn't it? Yeah, we all know that the 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 management took that really well, right? Because they're definitely a band; they're not a corporation, right? <laughs> I, I I'm not I, sure I where like, you're going with this. I feel this like you're here. trying to tell us something. Uh, the How mani- did the management take it, <laughs> Jackson? <laughs> <laughs> the management basically point blank just said no bts is not going on hiatus anytime like all these publications reached out to them and every time it was just a point no they're not going on hiatus i can only imagine what behind the scenes is happening right now they're working on holograms of bts bts yeah. behind the scenes i don't get it it's the, okay never mind <laughs> no please explain it anyway <laughs> That's, that sounds messy. The representative for the band said, to be clear, they are not on hiatus. He, he, <laughs> I mean, that it, doesn't say they're not going to go on a hiatus. I, I would, I yeah. would imagine, I I'm would sure imagine not, that, that from their perspective, they're like, there's a chance that they're like, we're going to let the band go have some fun and explore, but they are not on a legitimate hiatus because hiatus sounds like, like you, like you're talking about with the boy bands, like they're never like one direction is not getting back together, but they are on a hiatus. Right. But if you go on a hiatus, you can have a reunion tour ah, for the rest of your career. Yeah. yeah but I think, I think on and on and like on the Rolling Stones Man- and the Eagles management can be like, <laughs> yeah, but we, we are like, like we can, keep doing this before we do the reunion yeah. tour thing god this feels yeah. like some type of mafia situation of like yeah you got it what you want <laughs> well, have, and then like 10 years from now it's like hey jungkook it's time come back i know you have a family i don't care i'll kill your family <laughs> <laughs> i'm telling you that's what their management's gonna say but did uh didn't they already take a break before i think the article I said something like, or alluded no to something like that i don't know it's probably for them like a three month vacation would, would be probably be deal. like a yeah. big deal. Yeah, that's that, that, that's what I'm thinking. Is that like I, I would bet management wants them to not use the word hiatus. I bet they're like they're not they they want them to not make it sound like yeah, they yeah. are like just not coming back or indefinitely. Like I bet the management has a very clear thing in mind of like you're going to be on a break for uh, you know like you said three months maybe. This sounds and, like the and boy you're band fucking coming back. <laughs> the boy band equi- equivalent of union busting. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you cannot say hiatus. Do not say that word. If you hear anybody in your camp say that word, come straight to me. I'll help you out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm your friend. I'll give you I, an Xbox. I, I do wonder if there is 
I do wonder if there's an aspect of like the band and the management had been negotiating about this, maybe. Yeah. And the band is like, well, we can just go public because everybody loves us at their so. big event. Yeah. 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 And Damn. like, fuck the management. We'll 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 go on a hiatus if we want to. Maybe it, that was their big like that was their big dick moment because they're like, they're in that powerful this is position what everyone's compared watch. to the management. Yeah, they can they can afford to do that, especially at their big event. Like, they could call the shots there. Um, sorry to bring it down a little bit, but like we do hear every year, uh, like. I, I don't know if this is exclusively a South Korean thing, but you hear about the, the machine of like manufacturing these pop stars and how brutal it can be. Not just pop stars in the sense of, you know, musicians, but also actors, actresses, uh, and how brutal it can be and how binding and how you don't really feel like you have autonomy over your whole life. And unfortunately, we hear time and time again of, uh, you know, South Korean and also in Japan as well of like, you know, really young stars like this, you know, committing suicide. And I just hope that they're able to be in a position, like maybe they're negotiating a contract, maybe they're doing something like that. But you just like, you hear about that time and time again of like, imagine like, cause there's going to be some critics here who are going to be like, oh yeah, going on hiatus from the best gig in the world. It's like, nah, man, like just imagine try being it. That. Yeah. yeah, try it. You fucking try it. Imagine like just doing that schedule, but then imagine doing that schedule and then realizing maybe I want to take a break and then being told, yeah, that's not an option. Yeah, you don't get to. Also, those critics who say that, like, they are the problem in, like, musician hustle culture. Mm-hmm. Like, like the, the, the critics who would say that kind of thing are the ones who were like, like, why would you, like, keep working, man? You have to keep working. That's the way this is supposed to work. You can't take a fucking break. Are you serious? Or the people who go, it's not not work. You guys are having fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 But once you get that ball rolling, it's they probably got shit booked out until, like, 2025. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah. yeah. Well, in the, you know, bottom line is work hard if you want to work hard. Don't work hard if you don't want to work hard. Like, do what makes you happy. Yeah, no one to, to take a break. Yeah, and I hope they're able to do that because, as I said, I'm not familiar with the intricacies of the system uh, of the South Korean pop industry, but it does seem that there, it does seem to be like a, you know, contract, like binding contracts, that kind of thing, or like can very much dictate your life. And like, even if you know you're in a situation like that, of like, oh, it's only 12 months, like light at the end of the tunnel, that 12 months can feel like forever, I would assume. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, I think these guys are going to do well no matter what. Yeah, for yeah. sure. They could probably all have solo projects. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, Fortet. You guys know who Fortet is? No. Me neither. Nope. But if you remember, <laughs> Hagen, do you want to answer? No. I, when you sent the notes, I was like, who the fuck is Fortet? Well, I, 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 thought, thought, I like, thought it was going to be a case of you know who this is. I spoke was... about this. Uh, like, This is a big like musical uh, case that's been going on for a while. It's not as big as the Napster case uh, with Lars, but like, it is a thing of... So Fortet, I talked about this when this initially got announced, and it has just now been, uh, it's been settled. Uh, what has happened, if you don't remember, Fortet is an artist who was on Domino Records and had Domino, I believe, inherited or had already had a uh, quote-unquote legacy agreement with Fortet to, uh, okay, you can uh, distribute Fortet's music, but Fortet gets 50% of the royalties and uh most streaming agreements cap out at 18 percent now because that's the new way of doing it so fortet found out oh i've only been getting paid 18 percent, but my contract said 50 percent. i understand 
that that's the new way of doing things, but you have a legacy contract with me. You can't just change it without us having a complete negotiation. So at that point, uh, Fortet, who is one person, it's Kieran Hebden, uh, said, er, you know, you guys owe me, it was like from 2001 to now, uh, to 2020, um, you owe me what I should have made, that 50% or the, the difference, um, interest, because, you know, you have to be able yeah. to recoup the cost, and then legal fees. He has officially won that. Uh, but you guys might remember at the, when this was announced, uh, when this um, he was trying to settle it, you know, just with the uh, record company. Didn't want to go to take legal action. Yeah, and then the record company uh, took all of his music off streaming, which was like, not only have you screwed me over by not giving me what my contract says, you are now taking away my future revenue. That's super shitty. Um, but he's now won, and the hope is... That, so he got that 50% and everything I just said. The legal fees, uh, $70,000 is what he was owed, and then the interest. Uh, so hopefully that's a good sign of like anybody who has those legacy agreements can now see that. And he had he was stating that he was really lucky that this, uh, this happened in IP court, so intellectual property court, and that has a... Uh, there's a cap on how much you're allowed to spend on your um, legal team. So he was able to go head to head with, you know, a big record company That's because cool. they could only spend, you know, if you can only spend $50,000 on your uh, legal team, both of you can do that and you're at a level uh, playing ground. Yeah. So yeah, it's awesome. You know, it's exhausting for the artists for, though. And it's a lot of work and, stuff for seventy thousand dollars but it's the principle of the whole thing well, it's seventy thousand dollars for like 20 years right yeah. which is that makes that just look even worse about like yeah artists don't get paid for streaming even in a good scenario where it's 50 percent. well and just to, just also with the with the 18 percent thing he wasn't the the contract didn't even say 18 percent. it said 75 percent of 18 percent. Yeah. yeah which so is like 13 point something five yeah. yeah and also yeah. an important thing of the settlement was uh Fortet, Kieran, uh, he made sure this was not a confidential settlement, meaning he could share the results. So it's obviously, be public then, yeah. yeah, obviously it wasn't something that where he was just like, look, I just want the money. At some point, like obviously he deserves the money, but like at some point he was able to say, you know what? I know what this could mean. So this needs to be public and I won't like settle until it's public. So, you know, I think it's awesome. That's good. Yeah. I'm sorry you guys don't know who Fortet is, and myself as well. Well, he's collaborated with uh, uh, jazz drummer Steve Reed and Tom York. Tom so, York. You know? I so don't you know should who know Steve him. Reed is. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know who that is either. I thought you might know who that is. No. But, Dave uh, and I have big uh, big news. Take my hand, Dave. Other hand. What the hell? <laughs> We're not shaking hands. We have big news to announce to you guys. Squeezing his hand. Really hard, actually. Yeah, you're going to see the smile. We're going to see the Don't blow the news! This is not your news to tell. Hagen! We're going to see the smile. We're going to see the smile. Are you going to see We gotta say it at the same time. No, we're going in Dallas. It's not New York. How far along? I ruined that. Huh? How far along? Three months? I don't know my months. What month is it? No, it'd be like five months. June. Yeah. No. Apparently, I don't know my months either. When is it? December. December 8th. Okay. Yeah, so it is CFR. You're right. 
I was right. Not He's him. right. I said three. Don't look at him and say that. Give me the credit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It didn't go the way we had talked about it. <laughs> yeah, we didn't talk about it at all. Maybe I just, that's our problem. Yeah, I just pulled the trigger there. Fucking ruined it. Thanks, Hagen. <laughs> oh, you guys remember Steve Albini? Albini. <laughs> 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 what, uh, what happened to him? Well, if you... He... <laughs> <laughs> If you're a fan of the Foo Fighters and have watched, which one is that? Sonic Highways that he was on? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The probably. documentary? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So Steve Albini, uh, you know, he's, he's the one who doesn't take uh, royalties, He doesn't take right? royalties. His comparison was that if you if you hire a plumber to come and fix your toilet, you don't they don't continue paying the plumber because the producer, toilet's still the working. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. a producer. Uh, it's important it. to say that he does that and not plumbing work, yeah. Yeah. yeah he's a producer and professional <laughs> gambler. Yeah, so uh, if you remember from that, uh, people ask, okay, if you had taken your royalty check from uh, the fucking Nirvana Bleach? album. No, it was oh. the third one. Um, uh, in Utero. Yeah. If you had taken that, like, you would have been set. Uh, and he, you know, gave that uh, metaphor. And how does he keep his legendary studio alive? How does he live? Well, he gambles. He's a poker player. And guess what? Steve Albini has won the major prize at the 2022 World Series of Poker. This is his second time winning. And if you're wondering, oh, well, how much do you win? So, like, it's a $1,500 event. That's how much you have to pay to uh, get in. That's the buy-in. Yep, that's the buy-in. And he beat 773 other players. And he (laughs) took home a huge prize of $196,000 in 80... Fuck. $196,089. Holy shit. That's wow. how he keeps afloat. I wonder what he would have to pay on in taxes on that. I don't know. Probably a lot. A lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when he won back in uh, 2018, he won $105,629. All right, plumbers. You taking notes? You taking notes about this? You want to make money like Steve Albini? <laughs> pull your pants up, first of all. <laughs> no, pull your pants down. And then go to your nearest <laughs> casino. You can't tell people to pull their pants down. No, no I'm, I'm <laughs> pitching. You guys are the sharks. I'm pitching a plumbing service where you pull your pants down before you start That's working. called porn. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say. People would know. We've seen this before. Consent would be given, and just the plumber takes off their pants and then works. <laughs> I brought my pipe cleaner. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're looking in a lot of trouble with this. Okay. <laughs> So are you out? Are you gonna, I'm out. Are you gonna I'm cancel, out. Cancel your appearance on the show then? Sounds like Adam's out. Yeah. Okay. I'm in. Okay. Cool. We're gonna make. How a lot much of money. are you investing in this? Seventy-five dollars. Well, Take my hand. No, no. Again. Sorry. <laughs> Take my hand. Wrong hand. We're shaking this time. Damn it. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna invest five hundred uh, jams. Five hundred jam coins. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> what is that? Like three dollars? <laughs> yeah. 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 Man, what what musicians have to do to uh, you know make money? I, and I know like he could have, you know, had his residual payments, but like even someone as famous as him is having to like you know. I, and I guess maybe I mean, he likes. Poker, I'm sure but... he enjoys it a little bit. Well, he yeah. says he says in the article that it's not a passion of his. He's like, I do it because I'm good at it. Ugh. Music is his passion. Same. <laughs> Time with the calculator uh, store. If only there was some way for him to get paid. Fuck the calculator store. I burned that shit down, my dude. I don't know if you want to admit to that. <laughs> it's gone. I burned it. Yeah, no, it's, I, I hate. I hate that he has to do that 
but he made his bed. I so. mean, it is yeah. It's the choice that he made. Like, you're the only which, person. Like, you're yeah. the only famous producer that's doing what you're doing. Yeah, you made your bed. Now play poker in it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now take your pants off. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> He's not a plumber, dude. He made but, the analogy. <laughs> but it's funny because in the article he was like, yeah, I don't know how. It's to- a total fluke in 2018. It was even more of a fluke in 2022. I bet I was I bet like the folding losers. all in the whole time. I bet the losers love hearing that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, like that he's like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Dude, I bluffed for three days straight. If that's how you play poker. Yeah. It sounds like he knows what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> I want to play Uno with him. I bet that'd be fun. Would it? Yeah. But but you but you gotta do like you gotta do like the intense Uno rules. You, you gotta you place yeah. like bets and stuff what, too. Like take your pants off. What <laughs> <laughs> are the intense Uno rules? Well, just I like you know, kind of Uno you've played, but well, I, just, I just, think Jackson's just on this stream of doing everything pantless. Yeah, well, like I mean, it's first not hot. Wink, wink. Hmm. Outside, don't let Hagen know I said it's hot outside. It is hot outside. Whoa. Just don't just just don't make it the biggest deal ever. Okay. <laughs> it's hot in this room. What it's about hot in this room? What about making Drake's uh, surprise album the biggest deal ever? God uh, fucking damn it. What, what are your Honestly, thoughts on that? <laughs> never mind. That's the name of the album. That's uh, Which by the way, uh I blame Nirvana for this and I don't know if you guys know this, uh but never mind is two words. Did you guys know that? Yeah, it was it was that before Nirvana. I thought I thought I thought you spelled never mind NVM. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, fuck me. Am I right? I feel like more fuck me on that one. That was uh, that, 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 that statement was met with the most. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so Drake's album was shadow dropped. It's called Honestly Nevermind, and it broke Apple Music's. Uh, when I put this down, uh, on, in our notes. Well, put app, it down. Put it down. Uh, whoa, whoa! Put it down. <laughs> put, put it, it down. down. Hey, put friend. It, it hey. Uh, when I put this in our notes app, I thought, I just read it real quick, and I was like, oh, it broke uh, Apple Music's uh, most first day streams. Uh, but I didn't read the whole sentence, and it's, it broke Apple Music's dance album record for most first day streams. And I was like, oh, well, that's well, probably not Name a, a big dance album record. I haven't. I <laughs> Name I, one. Put it down. Put it down. Steve Aoki. <laughs> I shut up. I share uh, has got to have something in that top. No. Top list. I, I, I saw that like the best dance album thing. And I was like, I haven't listened to this album, but I feel like they're reaching with that definition. No, it's, I have it, heard it. Like okay. I've it heard dancing? it's a house record. Uh, oh, weird. Yeah. And there's a lot of like, there are people who are upset about it because they're like, oh, I'm a Drake fan. Uh, I don't like house music. I like Drake's music. And like, Drake apparently it turns out they're the same thing now. Yeah, apparently Drake tweeted like, "Oh, you're too old for me. Stop tweeting at me." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, he tweeted out, "It's okay if you don't understand it. We'll wait for you." Like, oh, that's a pretty good response. Majority of the tweets that I saw about it were that like just just calling the album mid, but praising the production. And I'm like, most of the tweets I saw where it was really cool that Andrew Garfield and uh, Tobey Maguire were in it, too. We all knew about it. But so was Marilyn Manson. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I saw somebody at a bar. Like, whoa, no, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Back up. I saw someone who was serving me at a bar, like was a like a worker there who was wearing 
a Marilyn Manson t-shirt, and I was like, oh, so we, we're just wearing those now, huh? <laughs> like, we just don't give a shit. Just nobody cares anymore. Super nice dude, but I was just like, I really don't want to tip you, but I have to. Can I get a Dr. Pepper? I was like, <laughs> no. I was like, can I get some loaded tots, please? <laughs> Not fries? <laughs> they didn't have loaded fries. Oh, oh. fuck. I, that, wait, do you guys like fries true, more than t- tater tots? No, no, no. He's, he's a cheese fries guy. Tater you tots suck. What the fuck? That's not true. Give me your hand. <laughs> Which one? Either one. I'm gonna. Are punch we praying it, it away? <laughs> um, yeah. No. I actually. I, I was a cheese fries man, and probably still am. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. What is this? Was was, was. <laughs> goes to Italy. Italy changed you. Yeah. Fuck now, Dr. Now you're Pepper. A cheese noodle he doesn't fan. Know what to do with his time now? Fuck Dr. Pepper, fuck cheese fries, fuck popcorn. Jackson's a new man now. Dude, I ordered takeout yesterday from a restaurant. They called me back and they were like, hey, we uh, we don't, we just ran out of tater tots. And I literally on the phone went, what the fuck? <laughs> and they were like, we're sorry. I was like, I'm totally joking. Fries are fine. <laughs> I used to, like, I, I'm super into cheese fries and like occasionally I'll be like, oh, there's like, <laughs> there's cheese tater tots on there. And so I'll try them. <laughs> Those are not the same. Well, no. And then I get, I've, Twice now I've done that where I'm like, I'll try the tater tots. And both times I'm like, this sucks. It's not that you don't like tater tots. It's that you don't like cheesy tots. Is that Which is fair, fair to say? I think that makes a, you feel better. Sure. It makes me feel better. Yeah, because tater tots some are crispy good. golden yeah. tater tots fresh out of the Would oven. Would be better as a french fry. It's so <laughs> Just take that bad boy and roll it out a little bit longer. Uh, take your pants off. <laughs> yeah, I was like. <laughs> Pantsless french fries. Yeah, I don't give a shit about Drake. That's that's that what we think about Drake. I just don't give a shit. Yeah, that's the. the it's, I don't it's, think that's a surprise that we all don't care. Right? It's yeah. this thing that I'm just like, why, 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 why are people like, why do people have to give so many shits about this release? That's what kills me. It's like, why do you have to care every time he does something? Because it was a surprise. Oh, it's so fucking stupid. Nobody has ever done that before. He's a he's a, <laughs> he's a groomer. His music is not apparently this album especially isn't very good. He's got ghostwriters, so it's he's like, not even a true artist. But it, and then, no, and, no. But then all you say, but then all everyone says, the production's amazing. I'm like, that doesn't that doesn't. He's a multimillionaire. I hope it's fucking good. It's not an excuse also for him well, being a piece of shit. Nickelback's <laughs> production is probably fucking out of this world yeah so, yeah no that's a good point <laughs> thank you dave <laughs> so but also miley cyrus has released albums with bad production yeah uh sorry maybe not bad uh but less than it could have been less than it could have yeah. been hmm. good for her honestly <laughs> like you like, just didn't understand it like yeah. like good for her for releasing something with like uh, what, what could have been better production so that way like the, the critics aren't just like yeah it's still good because the production's awesome like right. that doesn't that does it doesn't make an album good it just do, it doesn't make an album or a person good it's because the same the, thing as when people say well sh- taylor swift writes her own songs yeah it's like okay like that's okay we, is that no. where we're at wait yeah. no don't listen to dave he's trying to get you guys in the trap if no you guys aren't paying attention to what he's saying I'm not trying to get you into a trap. I don't think any of us agree with that. That the like, uh, it's not a benchmark. It's not a good thing. Like you know, it's not a defense of an artist that they write their own material. It doesn't. It, it doesn't. It, I'm it, not shitting on co-writing, but like that's not. It doesn't put you at a higher echelon. Just it doesn't, you it do doesn't that. make you better. It doesn't yeah. therefore yeah. make it good because of this thing. Music that's like 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 yeah, yeah. that's like, all I'm saying. Songs okay. aren't like Taylor Swift songs aren't good simply because. Oh my God, she wrote them. They're good songs, but it's not like holy shit, this is amazing 
solely because she wrote it. You know, it's like it's like people will forever die on the hill that Kanye's production is fucking incredible, and that therefore makes it good. It's like yeah. no, 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 no. Production doesn't therefore make a song good. Charles there, Manson wrote his own song. Yeah, Those Some, are somehow sick. we always get back to that. Like Charles like, Manson? No, like <laughs> the old Charles Manson Taylor Swift comparison. Like there's always that. Like when people are like, uh, there's always that like talking about, oh, Marilyn Manson's a shitty dude, but I can listen to his music, and it's like someone will always say, yeah, well, Charles Manson wrote music, and it's just like, okay, you're right, okay, look, man, lots of people like, wrote music. We're jumping yeah. here. Um, yeah. They have I, the same last name. <laughs> I wonder how that happened. <laughs> how did Brian Warner get the same last name as Charles Manson? How what, did that happen? What was he trying to tell us this whole time? I don't get it. Um, as criminal but, Charles Manson. There, there's a lot of like people who are very like in one camp or the other of like you have to like if you're not writing your own music, you aren't like you aren't fulfilling your duty as an artist, and you're just a performer. And then there's the people in the opposite end who are like you know. It doesn't matter. And I think there is probably a sweet spot in the middle. And, like, I, it, there's um, the singer of, if you guys know that band, Boys Like Girls, that, uh, like, pop punk emo band, uh, their singer, Martin Johnson, is one of those guys who he just writes music for people now. Uh, he's, he's a writer. That's how he makes his uh, money. But he also has his own, like, project that's called The Night Game. And what he does, which is really cool. Sounds scary. It, yeah, it's terrifying. Terrifying. The night game? <laughs> yeah, the night game. If I, you're thinking of the same project, it's not that scary. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, but I think it's like a bunch of studio dudes that... It is. Okay, cool. It is. Did I miss something? Yeah, you did. I tuned out. I was having my own thoughts. <laughs> so... <laughs> so what's cool that he does... God, now I'm lightheaded. For <laughs> I feel like I just got fucking uppercut. <laughs> um... What, what's really cool, what he does is, like, when he releases a new song, because he doesn't typically release, like, albums or EPs, he'll release a new song as The Night Game. And instead of just being like, night, new Night Game song is out, I really slaved on this song, he posts the song, and then he posts a sheet of, like, these are all the people who wrote this song with me, and these are all the people who played on it. And I was like, and that's what his Instagram feed is, like, hey, blah, 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 song is up, and here, if you swipe next, here's all the people who helped me write it. I was like, that's really nice that's and transparent. Cool. Yeah. It's yeah. there's no hiding behind it. And I'm like, well, because I I would say a lot of people don't know that there's other people involved with making songs like, like they, the general just, public. Yeah, and they just go like, well, Taylor Swift writes her own songs and she does everything on there. You know, like right, yeah. People who don't know that there are other people involved in production of anything really. I I mean, on the same token, what I was thinking about was like Bernie Toppin and or Topin and yeah. and uh, Elton John. Like, if Elton John is winning Songwriter of the Year awards. What constitutes the idea of a songwriter? Uh, but he is writing the song. He's writing still. the music and the the melody lines, but the lyrics are not written by him. Yeah, I think that that that's a tricky line from like uh, like if I'm being selfish about like songwriting, like as a drummer, I like I've had I work with the person who in particular has told me I will never get songwriting credits because I don't write the chord progression. You don't play I, notes, and I and I, I don't play notes. <laughs> And I don't write the lyrics. And I feel the opposite about us. And I can only speak about us yeah, in the band. Yeah. Uh, I can't speak about your other bands. But like, I feel you the mean opposite. About our band, MNKR, that has a new EP out. Yeah, <laughs> I feel available now. Available everywhere. now everywhere. Physicals coming soon. Physicals coming soon. Yeehaw. Um, I and I feel oppositely about that. Like, oh, you know, 
sometimes I'll come to you guys with like 80% of a song and like some people might hear that and be like, well, then you wrote a majority of the song. It's like, no, I don't feel it would have been what you hear now if I hadn't worked with these guys. And I do feel that you guys shape if, it much more than like, oh, you pow pow on it. If, if like, if, <laughs> if you like come into a, a, like a rehearsal or a writing session or a studio session and you're like, here's what I want you to play. Uh, then no, I don't get a writing credit. But if I write my own part and if, especially in the case of like what I'm talking about, I arrange a lot of it and like tell them like, no, yes, this, this should happen here. This should happen there. Or in some cases I tell them what notes to play Yeah, and I don't get a songwriting credit. It's like, this is weird, right? right. This wait, is wait, would of... the song exist without you? Cause yeah. it sounds like no. When in like big time LA studios and like, you know, that whole scenario you might imagine of like Shakira writing a song. If you're a guy in the back of the room and you go, I think you should add one more kick drum. You get songwriting credit. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. Well, that's all I got. Um, fuck. Let me clear my throat again, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Yuck. Um, yeah. I would like it to be known before we get into the what we're listening to segment. We are aware that at the time of recording, Beyonce has announced that she will have a new song out but we are recording this before that song has come out. So if anybody is mad at us for not referring to a new Beyonce song as the best thing to have ever happened. The uh, production we have, was so good, though. It was so good. We have not heard it yet because it is not out yet at the time of recording. Thank you very much. Please email Hagen about that, but not me. <laughs> you guys got anything else before we talk about what we're listening to? Nope, not at all. Nope. I'm going to delete the note so Adam can't use it real quick. Okay. <laughs> That'll be very helpful. Get fucked. Get fucked. Dave, why do you have green text on your phone? You have I'm an texting iPhone. my wife. Oh, my God. She's a loser. <laughs> <laughs> no. We're no. starting a GoFundMe for Dave's wife. She hates phones. So she just I mean, that's gets fair. a phone and doesn't care about that's it. Fair. Dave makes my head feel fuzzy. <laughs> Sorry, Dave's wife. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Um, so I'm listening to two things that uh, I'm really surprisingly super duper into, which I haven't found something that I'm like really into in a couple of weeks. So I'm really happy about it. Um, a band called Horrible Name. Drugs Destroy Rebuild Until God Shows. Hate the band name. Uh, but it's like a super group of um, people who are in – like those metalcore, uh, emo, post-hardcore, like kind of bands in the mid two thousands. Like Craig Owens, the singer, he's from a band called Chiodos. Um, uh, they released an album called Destroy Rebuild, and it's their first album. And I think it's got to be what ten years, maybe uh, eleven years. And it is awesome. There's like every chorus is catchy, every breakdown is good. It is like it's exactly what I needed from this. And Craig Owens um, is an incredible singer. Uh, can hit some of the highest notes that I've heard in that style and make it sound really good consistently. And then the other album I've been listening to is uh, it's called Farm to Table by Barty Strange. I don't really know how to describe this music. I've been kind of trying to figure out the best way. To me, it, it reminds me of like um, kind of an approach to indie rock with a lot of like um, math rock tones, um, but a, like also a fuck ton of hip hop in influence. Um, so there's really cool kind of mathy sections, but not really too much, just catchy stuff. Um, and, uh, like he, he has, he has a flow in his singing that is very hip hop influenced. Some of his songs are very hip hop as well. So 
but yeah, Farm to Table by Barty Strange. Very good. Uh, Speaking of math rock, uh, people who we had on, band who we had on the show, Pool Kids, is opening up for one of my favorite bands, the Mountain Goats, on their tour. And like to be honest, when I saw that, I was like, both bands are great, but I was like, I don't understand the connective tissue yeah, here. Yeah. One it's, of those it's, is like it's the, you. Uh, yeah, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one like and unfortunately they're not playing the Dallas show. Uh, so I was like, damn. I, I was gonna try and see if I could, you know, meet John Darneal. I wouldn't do that. I don't know. Pool kids, they don't know me, it's fine. But sorry, Dave. No, you're fine. Uh, I've just been listening to one thing that's worth noting and it's a friend of mine post about it and uh, Aaron Sterling, the drummer mm-hmm. that was uh, refused twenty sixteen album Freedom. I realized that I had only ever listened to The Shape of Punk to Come. What? And not any of their other stuff. What uh, have you been listening to that is not worth noting? Dawes. <laughs> Dawes. <laughs> just assumed. Uh, this band Monine from Canada who haven't no, released it. Don't actually do that. Well, I'm just letting you know because it's <laughs> also good stuff. Oh, okay. Whatever. But it wasn't worth Dude, noting. Take your pants off. Okay. Put it down. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I went to see uh, Ty Siegel. Uh, this past weekend, and you know, I've talked about Ty Siegel. If you know who Ty Siegel is and have listened to any of his music, you kind of know what you're getting into. You know, garage rock. Um, you kind of, I had this ex- expectation for the opener. I'm not saying Ty Siegel is what I've been listening to, but like the opener was an acoustic artist. Her name is Shannon Lay, and I was just like, it was very much just like very much like. Adrian Lanker, just acoustic guitar, like classical guitar, just playing right before a band that like literally was there to just be as loud as possible. Uh, so it was definitely like, I didn't expect it, but uh, then I went back and re-listened. She did this one song that like really, it just like blew me away. It took my breath away during the show. It was an acapella song as a single person on stage. And I was like, first of all, the guts it takes to do that. Second of all, the crowd shut up. Like, not a peep in there. Like, there was maybe an opening of a can at the bar, which the bartender's doing their job. I don't fault them for that. Uh, But it's called Awaken and Allow. And I went back and re-listened to it. And her whole record uh, that came out last year, I believe it's pronounced Geist. It's G-E-I-S-T. It's pretty amazing. But if you're not into, like, folk music, kind of like Fleet Foxes, um, you're probably not going to be into it. But listen to the song Awaken and Allow. It was incredible. It's just completely acapella, and in the recorded version, there's some like really subtle strings. And then I found out Ty Siegel produced the whole record, and I was like, man, this doesn't sound like anything he would have done. And it's just like, and That's obviously cool. it's her work, but like, go listen to Awaken and Allow. It really like, just sit down for a moment, three minutes, listen to that song. It like was very cleansing, and like one of my favorite live experiences I've ever had in my life. It That's was, awesome exceptional it's like once upon another time the sarah Bareilles yeah track yeah it's the same idea album nice um <laughs> sorry he didn't know what to say next no, he's like Fuck. Yeah. yeah the I old did, nice segue my, yeah i didn't have my note up because uh, i didn't want to mispronounce my breath away yeah <laughs> i didn't want to mispronounce this name uh, it's a band called ibibio sound machine i don't know if anybody's heard of it before but they're uh kind of like electronic afrobeat um music and their newest album was produced by hot chip which is a very strange pairing it seemed but that makes uh, sense hot chip is like dance music yeah it's it's um so I'd, I'd heard their music before and this new album came out in march or something and i had 
didn't know it came out, but uh, it's called Electricity. Uh, it's very catchy, uh, as you would expect from yeah. a producer like that. Um, and it's uh, it's really cool. Go check it out. I, uh, it's a to- totally off topic note, but, um, I had talked a few weeks ago about going to that Lawrence show and, uh, being blown away. And they had the opener for that show was a band called Winnetica Bowling League. Um, what is it? Winnetica Bowling League. Winnetica Bowling League. No, thanks. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I discovered earlier this week that, uh, the lead singer is Hillary Duff's husband. <laughs> And I was like, this is just like some rando like like indie band like with song titles like CVS. It's about going to CVS and like on the five, like like are you okay? Like like all these sounds very, like Phoebe like... Bridgers. <laughs> <laughs> it does. I was like, this is this is interesting. You know, good for him also for not like <laughs> promoting that he's married to Hillary Duff on stage. That'd be a super easy way to get huge. But hey guys, will you please be quiet? I'm married to Hillary Duff. <laughs> Before I played CVS, just want to let you know I'm married to Hillary Duff. Yeah, we have chickens in our backyard, okay? <laughs> they do. That's a thing. Uh, okay. And, okay. <laughs> she has an Architectural Digest video. And a little fun fact about me, I love Architectural Digest. And uh, she, Those videos are fun, but they're also depressing. Why, why depressing? Because I'm just like, I'll never have that. But a lot of them, like there, there was one I forget which designer it was, but I love the New York City ones. Those are my favorite. The LA ones, uh, other than Vanessa Hudgens' house, I'm always like, yeah, this is like dumb. I don't like your house. <laughs> Travis Barker's house was. I was like, do you even live in this? This looks like a child. Like just walked the, in and was like, the answer is probably this is not. a big house. And uh, but uh, did you also watch Cribs a whole lot? No, never. This sounds like this sounds like Cribs. Spent my ride. Oh, Hit My Ride was good. Yeah. Hit My Ride was very, 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 very good. Um, We're going to put a car in your car. (laughs) But there was like a, there, maybe it was Tommy Hilfiger or something like that who has like a, a, a penthouse in a a famous New York City hotel. And I was like, this is going to be a dope ass house. And I saw it and I was like, this is the ugliest thing I've ever seen. And you paid like 24 million for it. Like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. So. I mean, don't get depressed by it. I mean, Alicia Keys lives in the the Iron Man house. Really? Yeah, that's pretty. That's interesting. Within a minute of this video, because they're typically like ten to fifteen minutes. Within a minute of the video, she she and her husband say, "Yep, it's the Iron Man house." And I was like, I feel like they felt like they had to say that. We're just gonna get it out of the way. Yeah, but it's the one that's like on the cliff. On the cliff. Yeah. Yeah. And as soon as like when they're walking through it, I'm like, "What the fuck? This is like." That's where the guy he passed out eating pizza or whatever. He like does that like paralysis thing, and and she's sitting there like in that room, like saying like, yeah, this is the first piano I got with my first uh, uh, record payment. Like this, I bought this piano, and I was just like, this is a fucking Iron Man house, isn't it? And and, uh, and over there is where Robert Downey Jr. comes and hang, hangs out sometimes. <laughs> right there, that's where the robot puts him out of fire. <laughs> Well, anybody got anything else? I got nowhere to go. You guys want to just chill and talk? Uh, yeah, but we can just turn this off, though, right? Yeah, why not? Nobody's yeah, listening. Not everything <laughs> has to be on recording. <laughs> yeah, Dave. Novel idea. <laughs> Novel. 
Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. If you haven't already, please follow or subscribe on whatever podcast app you are using. Um, you can also uh, email us, uh, or email me about Beyonce. Tell me how what you this, how the song is. Is it good? <laughs> <laughs> email me. You, you just became like a Rick and Morty bit <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden. Yeah. I, 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 my brain has been in a haze since yesterday. Um, uh, yeah, you can email us at the Beyonce song is great at don'tfeedtheartist.com. Um, and you can leave a little five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That would be super-duper helpful if you like the podcast. And you can follow us on social media at uh, DFTA Podcast on Instagram and Don't Be The Artist on Facebook. Yay! This is your brain on heat. Thank you, Jackson, for that one because I've had that in my head as an explanation for my fucking haze brain. When did I say that? Uh, when we played at The Bearded <laughs> oh, Monk. That was the hottest it was it so hot. It wasn't. It wasn't. Yes. <laughs> no, 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 no. It, <laughs> Turns out it wasn't that bad. It though. wasn't the hottest. It, it was humid. It, yeah. It yeah. was what killed me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I started forgetting the lyrics, and I was just like, ah, I might fucking die up here. <laughs> mm. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, fuck off. Oh, uh, God. I got, <laughs> I got nothing. Give me a air conditioner or a fan. Or like some water. <laughs>